This is Cami. And this is Madeline. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 48. It's always better to let someone else brag about you. It sure is, just as long as you remember to ask. Nicely. Please. Please. We're not begging. Yes, we are. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups, or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. So today we're talking about how to get testimonials for your community. And Kimmy, we have lots to talk about with this. We do, but I know it can be really uncomfortable for some people to ask for testimonials. I know that I don't really like to do it that much either. So we have some really great ways that you can go about to start getting these testimonials put together for your company or for your community or whatever you're doing. Absolutely. Now, I've been an entrepreneur doing my thing for 22 years. And I've learned in all these years, you have to ask for what you want. And you got to not be afraid to ask for testimonials. So I will always ask my students of my courses, my programs, people I work with after I do a consulting session, I'll ask, I just always ask and I think is something that you want to get in the habit of doing if you're not already doing So one of the things I'll do with my students of my courses, and I just did my mastermind training, I'm getting ready to do another new one with women, helping them with video. I will ask them for both a written testimonial and a video testimonial. And I ask for both. First of all, not everybody's going to give you everything. You got to ask, but just know you're not going to always receive. People are busy. They got lives. They got things going on. But it starts with the ask. And I ask for written because it's nice to have something you can just tweet out quickly and easily or post on your Facebook, but then video is super powerful. So I always encourage video and people will sometimes make time and do that for you. It's a big ask, but I'm not ever afraid to ask for that. And you know, Kimmy, these days with everybody with their phones and now that, you know, we got IGTV and vertical video is getting really popular. I'll ask them to just do it on their phone real quick because literally in 10 seconds, you can make a quick video testimonial for somebody on your phone. So super easy these days. Yeah, I totally agree. And definitely because you're putting together a mastermind for video, that does help a little bit because that's really the whole point of your mastermind. So for those of us that aren't doing that, you may have, you know, less or more of a pickup on that. And one of the courses that I was in, so this is also along that same line, Marisa, and I'm going to say her name wrong, (laughs) Murgatroyd, I got it. Marisa Murgatroyd, she did the Experience Product Masterclass. She offered her students $25 in what she called experience bucks. 
which were really things that you can give to her for future products from her liveyourmessage.com platform. So that was cool. It's like, here's $25. I'm going to invest in you so that next time you take something from me. And if she wanted them to put together a, a video testimonial at the end of the course about how the course had changed what they did in their business. I thought that was really great to give them incentives. I mean, you don't want to like give them an iPod and then get fake testimonials, but this was cool because it's now putting that back into the, her business. So these are people that really love her, that want to do business with her again, enough to do the thing and really enjoy getting a $25 gift certificate to put toward her courses in the future. I thought that was a really cool idea. That is a cool idea. Now, the thing is, if you do this right after someone takes your program, so back to my mastermind, as soon as they're done, I ask them right away because they're still very excited. They learn new things. They're thrilled and they do want to help. And so when I ask them for the testimonial, so many of them are eager to do it. And I love that. If time passes, I think incentives are a great idea. And well, I mean, of course you can do it right after, but I can definitely see where like if I got really busy and I didn't do this timely, then I think offering an incentive to get people super excited. You know, I always say experiment. I feel like for a lot of the programs I provide, I don't need to provide an incentive. I'm not trying to say like, oh, I'm all that. People do want to help. You just got to ask for it. Absolutely. They're going to want to help you. And I thought what was cool about what she did, though, it wasn't so much that she was trying to incentivize them as that the entire course was built as sort of a game. So like if you did things at a certain time, there were certain rewards for that. And so she gamified her entire course. That's interesting. And so because she'd gamified the entire course, this fit in very nicely with the theme. You know, it was all gamified and really kind of interesting. It was a cool way to get people excited about taking those next action steps all the way through. So I liked it. I thought it was cute. That's Um, cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So but yeah, sometimes you just have to ask when people are excited. They are usually willing to help you out for sure. Definitely. That's been my experience. Another way to do this is a case study format. I have worked with a lot of people over the years. And sometimes I want to do a case study and use that in a presentation or in an article. One that comes to mind is our good friend, Christy Gillentine. And she has a really popular Twitter chat called ChatSnap. So it's Snapchat backwards, ChatSnap. I love it. And it's a great story of how she started this Twitter chat and she grew it and it's become this big thing. And I like to use that in my presentations where I talk about Twitter chats and get people excited about starting them because there's so much you can get out of it. And so in this case study I did, and I went to Christy and I said, hey, you know, I'm just writing up a little something and, you know, I would love for you to give me a quote that I can use in this. And I didn't do this so that I would get a testimonial quote out of it. I just wanted in her words to say a few things. And in this process, she ended up giving me a great testimonial, which was awesome. So sometimes things like that can happen when you're doing a case study, but case studies are just a great way to really showcase your work. Right. And you definitely were working with her at the beginning because she wasn't sure which way she wanted to go with this. It seemed a little bit counterintuitive to put a Snapchat chat on Twitter. Um, And it's the same thing with Instagram. So I I kind of, you know, you wonder, like, should I be doing this? And I know that Christy kind of was asking those questions early on. And you were really great about like just getting in there with her and just sharing your knowledge. So I think when you do those kinds of things, people 
are very interested in continuing to work with you. So I love that. I love that very much. So another thing that I also do on the case study side of things is I, after every single time that we do something for a client where we have a result for them, we put together a case study and we use a three-part case study. We talk about the challenge that we had and the goals that we had along the way. We then talk about the approach that we took, like what was the approach that we took, and then what were the results that we got. It's a three-part case study. And then we keep those in our proposal writing software, which is NUSI. It's N-U-I-S-I-I, which is basically a, a really cool proposal writing software that we use that has templates in it. So I can put these case studies in there. And then as I put together new case studies for our new clients, I can just shuffle in the right case study that fits with their needs. So it's a really cool way to use them. We can also use them on the website. We can use them other places as well. So NUSI, N-U-S-I-I? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I use them as a proposal writing software and they have templates inside of them and you can make the different sections. And so then I can just shuffle the sections together. So it's kind of like Frankenstein of putting together your templates. And then people can sign the contract right there through NUSI. So that's a really cool thing. Not really what we're talking about today, but it is something that I use and love. And why I love using the case studies in there is because that gives them a taste for how you think. I mean, like this is what the challenge was. This was the approach and these were the results. So this isn't exactly a case, isn't exactly a a testimonial because the client didn't come in and put a quote in it, but it does help if people see what kind of results that you had. So if you can show your challenge and your goals, your approach that you took and the results that you had, like the concrete results, then people are going to really love what you have. It's also a great way to win awards too, by the way. If you're putting in something for an award, if you do this three-part formula, it's pretty good because you're going to show that you met your goals and you had some goals to start with and here's what the measurement was at the end. So it's cool. Awesome. I just yeah. found the website, nusii.com, if anybody wants to check it out. Very yeah, interesting. Cool. Yeah, it's a very cool. It's a very cool tool that I've been using for a while now. Hey, we love cool tools. Yeah. As we've talked about before, that's one of my big problems in life. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we also will send our customers a survey. So on the other side of that, we do want to get testimonials from our customers. And so sending them a survey, especially like after a course or a bigger kind of event, sending people a survey to get them to come back to you with what the things where you can improve and also what were the things that you did that they loved. And then you can ask them even inside of the survey, hey, if you have a really great thing to say, are we allowed to use this? In fact, this just happened to me today. My insurance company that I do my um, workman's comp through on Gusto, which is my payroll system, yet another tool, but Gusto is what I use and love for payroll, that company sent me an email and said, Hey, you know, what is it you love about using our tool? And I told them what it was that, you know, basically it just goes along with my payroll and it's, it's hands off for me. I don't have to do anything. It just happens. It makes me so happy. And then they had a little checkbox that said, can we use this as a testimonial on our website? And I just said, checked. Yes, you can use it. Absolutely. And there it went. I mean, it was a really easy email for them. And now they have a testimonial from a really happy customer. That's awesome. And you know, email is a great way to do the connections to do things like this. But let's talk about Facebook groups for a moment. Now, I'm really big with Facebook groups. So are you. And back to my mastermind group, because this works as a great example. I have a private Facebook group for them. And what I do, because our communication is like 99% done in that Facebook group is that when we're done with the program, 
I use the Facebook group to connect with them and ask for the testimonial because I've already got their attention in there. We're winding down the three-week program. And so that has worked out very well for me to just use that as the place to say, hey, everybody, amazing time working with you. I would love to get a testimonial. So, you know, always keep in mind your Facebook groups. It's a powerful place when you're using it, not only just for programs, like I have my new private Facebook group that we've mentioned before, my Madeline Private Secret Club. You know, I made up a silly name for the heck of it. And I haven't asked for testimonials in there yet, but I plan to because the people that join that are all pretty much people that know me and would probably say nice things about me if I ask. So, you know, Facebook groups are great for this. Yeah. And, you know, I'm part of Zach Buckler's private Facebook group. And we interviewed him in episode 32 about Facebook and Facebook groups and how he uses them. But I'm part of his paid monthly group and he puts out a new thing every month for that group. But one of the things he also uses that group for is to pull together testimonials for things that he's launching outside of the group. So he'll say, hey, does somebody have a really good example of how they put together their funnel so that when I put out this funnel challenge, which he's doing right now, I can then show them people who've taken and put my funnels into place, how it's worked for them. And people will raise their hand and say, me, me, me. And it's a win-win because their business gets featured as well during that time frame. So That's it's smart. kind of a cool way, a win-win kind of situation too. Like you feature someone in their business, they also get that platform as well, right? So right. they're saying how it helped them, but you also are now seeing, oh, hey, there's this really cool, interesting tool or, you know, this person has this really cool tripod or whatever. I and mean, you're going to go over and look at their stuff too. So I do think that there's a win-win for testimonials that goes back and forth between those that giving them and those receiving them. Yeah, so definitely. Another thing that I like to do is to get testimonials at live events. And I've had a lot of really great success at doing this. And what you really need to do is just bring a camera, set it up on a tripod, and then you ask people to volunteer to say what they got out of the event right there on the spot. So I've done this for Growth Hacks for Women when we had the conference, my mastermind a group conference for that. And I also have done it for Social Media Breakfast of Houston. I just brought the tripod with me, set it up and got the video right there on the spot. And it really works great. I mean, it's been an awesome way to do it. I know you've done some of that too at events. Absolutely. So, and this kind of reminded me when I was at Social Media Marketing World, they do that. They have a camera set up, uh, you know, professional high quality. They always have a video that's like this major testimonial of like how great the conference was and people giving their two cents. And last year and this year, they asked me, they, they grabbed me like, hey, we want you to share a testimonial for our video. And how amazing like to show like, hey, they can't put everybody in it because there's only so many people you can fit in the video. But it's pretty amazing to have that opportunity for a high profile event and to get featured in their video. Now, when I go to conferences, I always make sure I get my picture, at least get my picture taken with the influencer so that I can use that somehow when I'm sharing pictures. I try to get video too, but you can't always get enough time from them to do that. But I put up, if you go to my IGTV, uh, my new IGTV videos, I do have this like kind of like photo collage montage thing of all these videos. Uh, what's interesting, they're photos of me with maybe like two videos, but I, I use this feature in an iPhone. It's called live photos. And what it's doing is even though it's taking 
when you look at your camera roll, it's a regular photo, but technically it's a three second video. And what I did, Cammie, this was so cool. I was making one of my first IGTV videos and I was using a video app on my phone. Let me see if I can grab it real quick so I can tell you the name of it. It's called Quick, Q-U-I-K, Quick. And they might, I think there's an Android version. I there is. Wrong. I, yeah, there definitely okay. is one. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. Quick is the app that was actually made for GoPros, but mm-hmm. like I don't have a GoPro, but it's a, it's a, a really cool video editing app. Anyway, I just very innocently was putting in all these pictures of like me and Pat Flynn and Jenna Kutcher from the Gold Digger podcast and all these amazing people. And when it played it back, it used it as the three second videos. So you got all these little video snippets of me like, hey, we're getting ready to pose. And like, it was actually super cool when you watch it. Oh, it is. I loved it. That's I I actually, I actually, I actually made her put this in the podcast today, guys, because I saw this and I thought this is so smart. You got to go look at it because it's a really, really good idea. And I know that it sort of accidentally and happened, but I do think it's a really cool way to show, you know, like I was at social media marketing world. I spoke there. I interacted with all of these people because you were at the you were at the speakers parties and stuff like that. So, you know, it is um, really about third party credibility. And that's really where I come from in my career because I come out of a public relations career. Right. So in, in my career, it's all about third party credibility. You want other people to talk about you. You do not want to talk about yourself. You want others to say yes. who you are. That's why I always fought against the personal brand in a large part, because I always felt like the personal brand was really about what you said about yourself. But in my mind, it's about reputation and what other people say about you. So to me, that's the most important part of this is that reputation piece. And this is how you get that reputation without singing your own praises, really. And what happened with me in social media marketing world, I had several opportunities that were on the fly. I was not Like in the back of my mind, it's like, okay, I do need to get some testimonials if opportunity presents itself. You know, sure, let's do it on my phone, on the fly with someone. But what ended up happening, my first day there, I went went to a lunch that was sponsored by Thinkific. And we love Thinkific. That's how I do all my online courses through their platform. And I go to this lunch and I meet this awesome girl, Kelly Mirabella. And she is this young social media marketer, awesome lady. She's really big with video. She's like all in doing video and live streaming video. Well, we sat down at lunch and she was telling me about how much she loves my posts that I have on top Twitter chats. As I call it like, you know, the best social media and marketing Twitter chats. So she goes, Madeline, I want to show you, I actually have this saved on my phone. So when she she shows me her phone and it's like, you know, all the little squares of all your apps and stuff. She has a little square of that that go because, you know, you can actually save a web page onto your phone on top of it there. And she was showing me this. I'm like, OK, this is an opportunity for me to make a mm-hmm. video because she's yeah. basically given me an amazing testimonial. And I didn't ask for it. She's just like telling me this. So I said, hey, can I film this? She goes, sure. So I made a video that actually came as a nice testimonial video of her saying these great things about a blog post I did a couple of years ago of uh, sharing some great Twitter chats. It ended up being an evergreen post. But so opportunities like that happen and you want to be ready when people say nice things. The other thing that happened was the big closing keynote was Pat Flynn. At the very end, he was saying some very profound words. And as soon as it was over, one of my friends that was sitting next to me, she was a volunteer at the conference. She goes, Madeline, what Pat Flynn just said, 
that's what you do. And da, 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 da. she went on and on. I said, hold on. Can I film this? Can I get, because like, you're like saying nice things about me. I, I would love to have this as a testimonial. She says, sure. So we started over. I said, okay, start at the beginning. So we made a little video on the fly and it was fun. We had a great time. And now I got a nice testimonial out of it. So it was a win-win. Right, exactly. And I, you know, I think that a lot of us, me included, would feel like nervous about doing that, right? So, I mean, you got to have the mindset that it's okay to ask people because sometimes people are thrilled to do it. They're excited to do it. And there is something in it for them because they do also get some exposure from it. But also they know that they did something nice for you. And sometimes I think that's the hardest things for me. It is anyway, to accept that from other people, you know, to accept that praise, I guess. So, I mean, you know, there's that thing where you say, oh, you're so beautiful. And people say, oh, well, not me, this old thing. No, you say, thank you. Thank you. That's all right. that you're allowed to say is thank you. So, I mean, that's really where this goes. And so testimonies are hugely important to grow your business, to grow your community, to let people know that you are doing things that are helping other people. And if that is your heart and that's what you're doing, you should not be afraid to ask for your testimonials. And one of the easiest ways to ask for testimonials, believe it or not, is on LinkedIn. And I know LinkedIn, you know, the poor maligned LinkedIn, but it may not be as sexy as you think, but it's super easy for you to get testimonials on LinkedIn. So all you have to do is go there and ask for reviews from former colleagues and clients. There's an easy way to do it. You just go in and, and there's, a, there's a place where you can pull it down and say, request testimonials. And then you go in and you ask people to rate you or review you or ask for a review. And so I do this all the time with my clients. I send them a review through LinkedIn and then I'll call them up because usually I have calls with my clients because we have a more, we work with companies more. And so we'll ask them, you know, how I just sent you a LinkedIn request to give me a testimonial. And then they usually say, sure. I mean, I have so many testimonials on LinkedIn. We'll put a uh, link to my LinkedIn profile right here on the show notes. And I ask them, can I use this on, on the web and that kind of stuff? And they say, sure, you can use it on your website. No problem. So I love using LinkedIn for this purpose. It definitely isn't a video testimonial, but you know, people are more comfortable using LinkedIn. They're much more comfortable for that. So what do you think about that? Oh, yeah. You know, LinkedIn is a great place. I think is one of those places we don't really think about like, oh, yeah, we could have people give us a nice review, which is just a a wonderful testimonial. But it goes back to asking. You got to ask people. People typically are not going to go to your profile and just do it. However, I will say every once in a while, a colleague of mine will. But here's what they do. Hey, Madeline, I just did this really nice review of you on your LinkedIn. We go do one for me now. I've had that happen before. And it is a little weird. If I know them well enough, I'll do it. But if I don't know them that well, no. I mean, you know, you got to kind of do this at your discretion. But yeah, LinkedIn, very good. I do want to mention something else that happens a lot to me. And I'm hoping this happens to you a lot. And if not, start keeping your eyes open for it. And I'm talking to you, the listener. And Kimmy, I'd be curious to know if this, I'm sure this happens to you a lot because it happens to me a lot opportunities that are like right in front of you, right under your nose that you may not be paying attention to. I cannot tell you how many times I'm reading an email from someone and they say something really, really nice about me. And I will, I do this all the time. I will email back and I will copy and paste that little blurb they said that was amazing. I say, hey, can I use this as a, this is why I always say, and feel free to copy exactly how I say this. I always say, 
can I use this as a testimonial? I paste it in and I say, I will promote you in return. You know, if you want me to share your your website, your LinkedIn, your Facebook, whatever, it's a win-win. I mean, they've already said something nice. You're just asking them to do it. If you can do it publicly, don't ever take something somebody emails you privately and go put it out publicly because you do not have their permission to do that. But you'll be surprised now that we're telling you this, this is going to kind of unlock in your mind, like when we talked about some of the psychological things in our previous episode, like, okay, this is now going to unlock and you're going to start paying more attention to your emails. Also your tweets, because I'm really big with Twitter, I get so many tweets and where people are saying amazing things about, Kimmy, it blows me away. Like, I'm like, they're talking about me, really? And I'm so honored. So I will always thank them. And then I'll ask, can I use this as a testimonial? Sometimes I feel like a broken record because I, you know, can I use this as a testimonial? Can I use this as a testimonial? Well, but you don't get to do it if you don't ask. So that's ask. right. Well, and what I, one thing I do do and do do, that sounded terrible. But one of the things I do, you do, is, do. Um, I, I don't, and I don't need permission to do it on Twitter is, you know, the moments feature of Twitter. Yes. So a little while back, I thought, wow, you know, what should I do with that? And so I actually put together a moment called Buzz for Mothers. Oh, nice. And anytime somebody says something that I think is really, really nice on Twitter, I will save it into this moments thing. And I kind of did it for myself so that, you know, like when I'm feeling down or like feeling horrible, you just click on the buzz from others. And I just called it what I'm up to and what others are saying. And then you nice. go in there and it's got a picture, a really bad picture of me, but that's okay. There it is. And this is something somebody else put up about me. And then it just has like all the different times people mentioned me or said something about it, quoted me, did things like that, that I thought were really cool. And anytime, like maybe I'm being featured in a podcast or whatever. So I put it all here so that you can kind of see what other people are saying, what are the things I'm doing. And then it makes it kind of passive. You know, it's not something that most people are going to go look at, but I have them all cataloged in that moment. And that's super smart. And I've done the same thing. I called it something like nice things people say about me. And what's really cool about moments, I'm a huge fan of moments. I'm actually having an online little online training mini class coming out soon is that because I'm telling you this is an underutilized feature that is amazing because basically you use it to curate tweets. But what you can do, Cami, is do exactly what you're saying. And if you want it to be for your eyes only, you keep it as a draft. You don't, you don't publicly push it out. You don't publish it. So, you know, what's great about moments is you can keep it in a draft mode. So then it's private and then you can still add the tweets to it. And so you have a place for your testimonial. So when you're feeling down, you got a place to look and lift you up. Awesome. But you can make it public so that other people can see what are the nice things. It becomes this nice place to have your testimonials. So I'm a fan of it either way. So I've done the same thing too. I know other people that have done it. It's a great way to feel good about the things people are saying about you. Yeah. So that was good. Good call there. So we do need a call to action because we really value action takers on this podcast. Yes, we love action takers. We do not just talk. We want to make sure that you guys are taking action. And so the thing that we thought was the easiest thing to do, the low hanging fruit, if you will, is to make a list of two to three current or former clients or colleagues or your boss or whatever it is and send them a request for a LinkedIn testimonial. Or you can use one of our other ideas that we talked about in this podcast, but LinkedIn is the easiest one. So let's just take action because this is literally something you can now open up your browser, click on LinkedIn, 
and go do that right now before you like lose your nerve. Go do it um, and ask just a few people to give you an actual testimonial. I know we've gotten kind of lazy over on LinkedIn and people have given, you know, like you're great at this and you're great at that. And these things are not not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the little things that come up underneath your profile that have actual words where people wrote something about you. So you have to ask for those. I'm pretty sure I can find a quick article to link to to give you the step by step on how to do it. So we'll put those in the show notes. Um, so you, if you're one, I'm like, I don't know how to start with that. You have no excuse. Just go to communitiesthatconvert.com. Go to the show notes for this episode, episode 48. And in that show note, we will have instructions for you on how to do this. But honestly, this is the very beginning step. Even if you don't have a business of your own, you can have your boss give you a recommendation. Absolutely. So that's what we've got for this episode. Testimonials. We want to help you start collecting those and putting them out for people to see. So we'll be back next week with more great, helpful, insightful information. See you guys then. Bye. Bye. Hey, this is Madeline. And I want to let you know, you can connect with us on our website at communitiesthatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cami. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat, and that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cammie through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. dot